1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the best division in the NBA. Brought to you by BasketballSocietyOnline.com and the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. As always, you are joined by myself, Alex Fish, by my co host, Mike Bash, and we have finally gotten. To the NBA season it is finally here no more offseason no more predictions no more looking back at last year no more watching workout videos and wondering what's gonna happen no more watching guys play against high school competition and thinking wow this guy might be something this year we are finally in the season and it's great to have the NBA back so without further ado let's touch on some of these games all five atlantic teams have played obviously the uh raptors kicked it off for the atlantic division on opening night they faced off against new orleans ended up going into overtime when they got their rings and everything but toronto came out on
0: top 130 122 what were your thoughts on that game mike um i was quite surprised to be honest uh I thought that Toronto would, sh- I, I, it's weird, I thought Toronto would have a lot of energy being that, you know, home opener after an NBA championship, but I thought that they would falter late, and I didn't think they would uh, sustain that. I, I I like New Orleans as a team, um, and I'm really excited to see what happens when they get Zion back, but I just thought, you know, with Lonzo, with Ingram, the, the new guys, the young guys, they find a way to have their talent prevail, but... I did not see Fred Van Vliet having 34 points and Spicy P putting up 34 and 18. Damn, that right. was exciting to see. Um, I feel like Toronto is kind of like both of our second team right now because uh, you you have a big fandom of Spicy P and I, I, I'm i a big uh, Fred Van Vliet guy. So uh, I think we both kind of like co adopted them. Oh, yeah. In For a way, sure. but. But, yeah, I was surprised. Uh, but, you know, it's great. Nick Nurse is a great coach, as we've said, all offseason. So, yeah, I, um, it was good to see them start off on the right foot without Kawhi Leonard, seeing two guys step up and really elevate their game to another level. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, before, like when
1: we were doing all of our predictions and anything on uh, on Bovada sportsbook, they had the Toronto Raptors pretty low in terms of odds to win the division. And their odds to win the division now are actually above Brooklyn right now. They're at plus four seventy five, whereas Brooklyn is at plus seven I mean they're still under Chill. under Chill. the Celtics at plus four hundred, but hey, Vegas has them above the Nets right now.
0: Chill. Chill. That's not
1: even me, that's
0: Vegas. I'm running to the I'm running to the bank, getting everything out, and I'm placing the house on Brooklyn right now.
1: <laughs> I was about to say if they're I feel like this is the lowest Irving, their odds are going to get. Kyrie Irving's looking like an MVP candidate. Oh, whoa. All right. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But um, in terms of Toronto, yeah, I mean, Spicy P, Fred Van Vliet, this is uh, – everyone's been saying it, us included. This is those two's time to shine this season. Like, they're going to have the reins. I feel like Kyle Lowry's going to step back just a little bit, give it up to Fred Van Vliet as – it is seen. I mean, he took fifth Kyle Lowry took 15 shots. Van Vliet took 18 shots. Uh, Siakam took 26 shots and they really didn't even go that deep in the bench either. They only went three guys deep on their bench for this game. Um, we didn't see the likes of Stanley Johnson or Malcolm Miller or Chris Boucher, um, or Boucher. I don't know if his is actually like a French. Boucher, he's okay. Montreal, I believe. Okay. um, but yeah, it still came out on top. It was nice seeing OG and Unobi back on the floor as well. Both of us have talked about OG a lot, and I really, really am excited to see uh, how he develops throughout the rest of the season. But he had a decent a decent first game. He was second on the team and plus-minus right behind Fred Van Vliet, obviously a big-time player for them, especially on the defensive end. Um, for New Orleans, I mean, Drew Holiday didn't really have that great of a game. Um, Brandon Ingram, even though he led the team with 22 points was their biggest minus on the team at mi- minus 19, uh, defensively, just Ingram. I don't know. He's, he's very streaky, especially defensively. Um, Lonzo looked okay. Uh, JJ Redick, I, I, I saw, all right. So I saw like a good five minute stretch when I was out to dinner and the game was on and I saw J.J. Redick, the D, the uh, the other team, uh, sorry, Toronto, go right past him a good, like, two, three times. And I'm like, you know, that's the one thing I do not miss with him being on the Sixers. So, it was nice to see that happen when he's not on the floor for Philly. Just saying.
0: I mean, nothing's changed from J.J. Redick. He could shoot the ball, but he can't do anything defensively.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. And... Uh, there's really no change uh, change in that in sight either. But anyway, so yeah, Toronto got their rings. Uh, the rings were humongous, by the way. The, like It looked like it almost took up uh, Kyle Lowry's entire hand, let alone his finger. Um, but congratulations to Toronto, finally raising that first banner and getting the opening win. Big time win for them. Um, so we go on to the, the second day of the season. Now... Well, we'll go to we'll go to you. You said Kyrie's looking like an MVP candidate. They went to overtime as well with Minnesota. Kyrie dropped a fifty ball, but they lost one twenty seven, one twenty six. What were your thoughts about the game? What's your initial thoughts? I, I'm I'm really curious to hear.
0: So the Nets got off to a bad start. You know, they their defense is out of sync. Their offense uh, was just like trying to lob the ball to DeAndre Jordan every time, like it was Chris Paul to DeAndre Jordan with, with uh, Brandon Knight on the paint, and it, it was just was not working. Um, we, we found ourselves down 19 in the second quarter, and then the light went on. The Kyrie led the squad back. Karis LeVert caught fire. Uh, you know the, the, They stopped turning the ball over, started playing better basketball uh they closed the second first half strong they opened up the second half strong took the lead and then it was became a back and forth game back and forth game and Kyrie Irving at the end tried to go NBA street skip to my Lou on Josh Akogi (laughs) and almost made it but the dude dropped 50 points eight or I think it was seven assists eight rebounds or something like that zero turnovers Kyrie Irving Looked like an MVP candidate. He looked comfortable. He looked at home. And I think we're going to see a Kyrie Irving that we haven't seen in the last five seasons. He's no longer in LeBron's shadow. He's no longer in a system and a situation that doesn't fit him. He's in a system that fits him. He's in a team that fits him. And he's in a location that fits him. And you are going to see an inspired Kyrie Irving... And I think, as one of the top ten most talented players in the league, you're going to see him get serious consideration for the MVP this year. Wow. As, as the best player in the Atlantic Division. Wow. Okay.
1: Best player in the Atlantic Division, and potentially you're saying best player in the league
0: if he gets MVP. He's not the best player in the league. He would be the most valuable. There's a difference. But he is the best player in the Atlantic Division.
1: I definitely disagree with that.
0: Don't give me Joel Embiid.
1: Oh, I'm gonna give you Joel Embiid. Okay. Because Kyrie is not as dominant on both sides of the ball. Just saying. Right off the bat. But anyway, I will say Kyrie looked very, very impressive. I mean we all know he's capable of doing what he did. Um, but I I thought it was hilarious when he, uh, went up for that layup and the three Timberwolves defenders tried to go up and they all fell into the, the camera crew and he just counted them out. He just said like, he just pointed at him and was like one, two, three. I thought that was hilarious. Um, and that if he made that game winning shot, that would have been absolutely absurd. Because it really did look like he he did the slip and slide from NBA Street. And like when, I just remember watching it, and I'm like, please don't tell me he did that on purpose.
0: <laughs> the more and
1: more I watch it, I think he did. That's what I'm saying. Because like, we all know Kyrie is this ball-handling god. So I really would not put it past him if he could actually do that and did it on purpose.
0: Yeah, I, I, I watched that multiple times, and first time I was like, all right, he tripped. But then it's like, that was way too controlled to be, he tripped. And he didn't trip on anything, you know? No. I, I think he brought a little sauce out. And he tried to go skip to my Lou, NBA Street, Volume 2, whatever you want to call it. Um, But let's move on. The Nets didn't win. The Cat Carl Anthony Towns had an amazing game, 36 points, I believe it was, 7 three-pointers for a guy who I've been touting since he was in eighth grade. Um, it was a great game for the Timberwolves. They won. They trolled the Nets after the game. I, I understand. But let's move on. I was about to say, it's a to
1: say, real quick, I had a feeling that you were a little conflicted there since he was facing Cat. Yeah, um, and I understand. Not, not only you, but all of New Jersey, since those two are like two of the biggest New Jersey guys in the league right now.
0: It's okay, future future, uh, future. net Carl Anthony Towns, it's okay, I understand you gotta do what you gotta do. Secured a bag, well I think he already did that, but you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, before we get to the big showdown, let's give the Knicks their credit. Okay. Um, the Knicks who, I think still on Bavada are plus 15,000 to win the division. Let's just be clear, they're not coming close. Um... No. They they did look good, though. They did look good against San Antonio. I, I, I changed my mindset on the Knicks. I got to give them credit, too. I'm right but, there with you. But I got to say, does it keep up? No. Or if the Knicks <laughs> get to, you know, 10 and 20, do they start tanking? Do they start, okay, we're not going to play... Marcus, market whatever. Morris brother, Marcus. I can't. Remember. Marcus Morris, Alfred Payton. Um, you know, we're gonna play Kevin Knox more. We're gonna play uh, Frank McKelvin more. We're, you know, we're gonna try to get these young guys to develop. That's what it depends on. Because as they played against the Spurs, they played competitively. You know, uh, R.J. Barrett looked good. Um, Julius Randle looked good. So it really depends on what they decide to do moving forward uh but they did play a competitive game they they didn't get blown out until the end so i like what i saw from the knicks i'm not gonna lie
1: yeah no i mean i like i saw i like what i saw from the knicks too now i uh, i will admit i didn't watch the entire game so i'm not sure why alonzo Trier only got six minutes of play time did Uh, do you know if he got hurt or anything he did start yeah he didn't score or do anything so maybe he got ejected i mean i have no idea But Dennis Smith also only played 10 minutes. Uh, Nita Akina played three minutes. And these are, like, a few of the young guys that, like, New York is trying to build up. Like, those are the three guys that have been, like, you know, touted as part of their future. At least least, uh, Trier and Dennis. Maybe not Frank so much anymore, as we've talked about him. Um so I was a little surprised that Alfred Payton was the one who got 26 minutes and Trier Dennis Smith and Neila Kina didn't even match that total altogether. Um it was also a little surprising to me that Kevin Knox didn't start. Uh I found the starting lineup of even though most even though 3 of the 5 did well, I found that the starting lineup of Trier Barrett Portis, Randall, and Morris was very strange. Not one of the... I would say the only one of those guys that's really a shooting guard is Trier. Because I don't really even count Trier as a point guard. So, after that, then you got RJ, who's a who's a legit wing, and then I feel like Morris, Randall, and Portis are all
0: power forwards. See, I see RJ as more of a two-guard than a wing. Okay, I mean body type is more wing by the way do you know his second nickname not maple mamba no ducky 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 why (laughs) i have no idea just pointing it out there all right then um i do have to
1: admit though rj did look good he dropped a nice 21 points two assists five rebounds two steals um shot almost 70% from the floor. I, he he looked pretty good. He looked legit. I mean, Julius Randle also had a, had a very nice game. Um, I'm not really sure why Bobby Portis was really in for 33 minutes when he was a negative and really wasn't putting up all that many stats or anything. Um, but Alfred Payton and Kevin Knox both had some decent games as well. So, I, I mean, Alfred Payton almost – like, he was – he had a five-five-five with points, steals, and assists. Um, and Kevin Knox came in and not exactly shot the lights out, but three of four from three, shot fifty-five percent from the floor overall. That's solid numbers for their first game.
0: Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, like I said, it's going to depend on what their what their game plan is. If they continue to play competitively. The Knicks can compete; they won't get blown out, and they won't be the worst team in basketball. But if the Knicks decide, okay, this year's lost again, and just try to go um, for the first overall pick, then they're gonna look bad, and they're—I mean, their young players are gonna play, but the team's gonna look awful, like it did last year. So it all depends on what the mindset of the coaching staff and the mindset of the front office is. To be honest, this is very
1: true. And so right now, I mean, I've seen a couple videos of of uh, mellow ball which have honestly i think looked pretty good um but they have some on bovada they have some odds for who will be the first overall pick in the 2020 draft the favorite right now is james wiseman then it is anthony edwards at plus 215 cole anthony at plus 550 lamello at plus 450 and then isaiah stewart and theo meladon maladon M- maladen I don't know how to say his last name,
0: but... I'm not even going to guess at it, but... Well, I think we all know who the what the answer is. LaMelo Ball. LaMelo. Mello. Mello.
1: you cannot tell me it would not be perfect if LaMelo went to the Knicks.
0: I don't want to see him go to the Knicks. But... I would s- love to see him on the Suns of Booker and Ayton.
1: I mean, if you're if you're looking for, like, a, you know like a, a dream offensive scenario, I agree. But if LaMelo turns out to be the point guard that everyone thinks he's supposed to be, him on the Knicks would be really fun next to R.J. Barrett.
0: What about him on the... What about him on... Him on
1: the Bulls might be Bull... good.
0: Mm. Next to him? Levine and Markkanen. That could work. What about him on the Hornets? Uh, they don't really got anyone. <laughs> him and Malik Next Monk? Next
1: to <laughs> Miles Bridges and Malik Monk? <laughs> Would Terry Rozier then become the backup again? Oh, God.
0: Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. All right, anyway. We'll, 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 we have a lot of time to debate the ball. But what anyway, let's, let's get back to the, the, let's the get big to the heavyweight real showdown game. against the second and third best team in the, in the Atlantic Division. The... Ah! Philadelphia 76ers and the the Boston Celtics. So,
1: I went to the bar with my brother to watch this game. Um, We were both, we've both been texting each other many times saying like, oh, can't wait till the season starts, whatever. So when we finally were like, oh, we're both uh, home and everything, let's go, let's go watch it. So we went and the first quarter was awful. I mean, the first quarter just sucked. The Sixers looked terrible, and I'm sitting there. I was like, "This is normal Sixers. Like, this is as soon as there's expectations, they're gonna they're gonna crap the bed every time." Um, but even before that, I think it was genius the fact that so they always have someone come out and ring the Liberty Bell before their games, and they had Al Horford ring the Liberty Bell before the game. I thought that was genius and hilarious. But yeah, first quarter was terrible. Um, nobody was making anything. They, they scored a grand total of 20 points in the first quarter. Uh, so that was just, yeah, straight up bad. Um, the, let's see in the first quarter, the best, I mean, the best scoring person for the Sixers was Ben Simmons. He only took two shots, made both shots. (laughs) Uh, everyone else was was like I said bad. Joel Embiid was two for six in the first quarter. Mike Scott was one for four. Um, just nobody could really hit the broadside of a barn. But as it went on, it is exactly how everyone thought the Sixers would end up winning games with defense. The defense was awesome. I loved watching this team go to work on the defensive end, especially Josh Richardson, who uh, Gordon Hayward tried to pump fake him. He didn't bite. He put his shoulder into him. Josh Richardson rose up as he took the jump shot and stuffed the ball back into his face and yelled right back into his face because then they called the foul on Gordon Hayward. Like,
0: that play alone,
1: I'm pretty sure, put Josh Richardson on the top of, like, all Philly fans' minds.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's good that he he played well because uh, Joel Embiid looked like shit.
1: I mean... It didn't look that bad. He was still a plus 16, 15 points, 13 rebounds, three blocks. He didn't that's, shoot well.
0: That's your MVP candidate, though.
1: Oh, don't worry. He still gets wins, oh, wait, baby. And hold on how, hold wins, on. how many three-pointers baby? did Ben
0: Simmons attempt? What was that? How many ben Sim- How many three-pointers did Ben Simmons attempt? Zero. I didn't expect him to shoot any. Okay. <laughs> so, <you laughs> I,
1: did, I did not
0: expect him to shoot any at all. i just, um, just sure we were on the same page here. Uh... Kyrie Irving is just a overall better player than Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Uh, that's not true.
1: But I'd even go uh, say
0: LeVert's probably a better player than Ben Simmons.
1: That's nowhere close to true either. Ben Simmons put up twenty four points, nine assists, eight rebounds, almost had that triple double. Um, almost only
0: cats and horseshoes and hand grenades.
1: <laughs> Tobias Harris with a fifteen and fifteen. Um, Horford. I, I liked Horford's defense. There was there were times that actually he got switched on to like Kemba and Tatum, stayed in front of them, played great defense. The only thing with Horford was he was chucking threes. I mean, he shot 1 for 6 from 3 and he has you know that type of shot that it just like sounds heavy and looks heavy so that even when it's a close miss, it looks like he almost airballed it. That's how Horford shoots. The, the the when it hits the rim it sounds like a cinder block just went through a roof. It was like it, it. His shots are just so weird to watch, but um, I loved seeing Matisse Thybul play defense. He got some really good steals, really good blocks. I, I love the prospect of Matisse Thybul. I think he's going to be a very, very good player. I was a little surprised Furcon got almost twenty minutes of play time. Um, and would, the- like you said, when you pop the cork. I mean, see, that's what he was used as last year, though. He was used as that cigar, that celebratory cigar to win the game. But this time, he was in the game for, like, a, a while. There was at one point my brother and I looked at each other like, is Furkan really still in the game? Like, why is he still there? Like, why, why isn't Why isn't Tobias or Ben Simmons in? What What's going on?
0: <laughs> I'm just saying Kyrie Irving would never come out for Cork, whatever the hell his name is, furkmon Corkmont whatever. I, I was getting it disrespect yeah if I knew if he was any good I'd remember his name disrespect all
1: I know is Josh Richardson looked like a great addition to the team he was a plus 22 um even though he didn't even shoot well I mean he was 0 for 4 from 3 and 4 for 12 from the floor but like I said his defense was great uh it was really cool seeing him uh like be very very impactful on the defensive end. And if you have someone like that who he's the one that the Sixers needed last year to guard the quicker, smaller guards. So now that you have Josh Richardson able to do that, that frees Ben Simmons up to cover the bigger guys. It's going to be it's going to be pretty bad for teams trying to score against the Sixers cuz I mean, Josh Richardson held Kemba to 4 of 18 shooting. Kemba was. Kemba looked awful against Josh Richardson. And then that means Ben Simmons um, shared time with also Matisse Thybul and a couple other guys to cover, Jason Tatum, who shot 8 for 22. Yeah. The, the only Celtics player that actually looked, like, good was Gordon Hayward. And that was yeah, he looked kind of great.
0: He looked great. He had twenty-five points. Yeah. Uh, do you think that, that is that a sign of things to come, or was that just a one-game thing for Gordon Hayward? Because if that's a sign of things co- for, to come, Boston's got something up there.
1: True. Uh, the only reason I don't think it's a sign of things to come is because he like absolutely had to have this kind of game. You know what I mean? Like Tatum was do- wasn't doing well. Kemba wasn't doing well. Jalen Brown was in foul trouble. He had five fouls at the beginning of the third quarter.
0: Now, let me ask you something. Yeah. Who do you think is a better player, Karis LeVert or Joe, or uh, Jalen Brown? Karis LeVert. Do you realize Karis LeVert is getting less than half the contract that Jalen Brown got?
1: Oh, yeah. That, that I was just talking about that extension with my brother as well. And to me, that extension is, is ridiculous.
0: The only reason he got this he was the third pick in the draft. Well,
1: not just that, but because like they have to pay him that now cuz if they didn't, I bet you someone like Phoenix or somebody like that would offer him a ton of money. But you're offering all that money to a guy whose best season was 14 and a half points and four rebounds?
0: Yeah, it it's that I was that, was that was puzzling that that contract. Um like, I, and, and it's weird. I, like, Boston had so much promise. And it just seems like that success they had without Kyrie and, and, and Gordon Hayward went to the head of the young players. True. No, I, I agree.
1: And not only that, but, like, I, I, it looks like – like. so I was listening to a podcast, and it was – uh they had the, the white mamba on. They had um, – Brian Scalabrini. Brian Scalabrini. And he was talking about the Celtics and how – he said the most important loss of the Celtics was Al Horford because almost all of the defensive schemes and half of the offensive schemes were drawn up around Horford. All of them with Horford either initiating plays or Horford being that middleman, that... If Kyrie couldn't get himself loose for a bucket, he would get it to Horford, and then Horford would distribute it around. So, and it's it, it was actually quite obvious that this team had no offensive flow. Like, sometimes they would do a pick and roll, sometimes it'd be iso, but there was no actual, like, there was no actual sets. There were no actual plays. And for a Brad Stevens team, I thought that was really weird.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm starting to think like I, I like. I really do like Brad Stevens, but I'm starting to think his style of coaching and what he brings to the table as a coach is just. And I'm, I'm not trying to overreact here. It's one game, right? But right. I just feel like he's he's a much better college coach than he is an NBA coach, and that doesn't mean that I think he's not a good good enough coach to coach in the NBA. It's just more so the fact that like schemes and fits work better in college than, than, in, than in the NBA. The NBA is more, um, you know, an open game. Right,
1: right. And, I mean, after after the Celtics loss and how they looked and everything, I'm actually surprised that on Bovada, there's still a plus 400 to win the division. Like, they still have the second highest odds. I'm, I'm actually very surprised at that because – I, like First off, I really expected, as we talked about earlier, that the Nets would be a little bit higher, um, and I'm also kind of surprised that like, I would put the Celtics bo- at least below the Raptors right now after Game 1, because if you ask me, the way the Celtics looked against the Sixers, they would look relatively similar against the Raptors, because they also, outside of Van Vleet and Lowry, have pretty good height and length but also have a much more dynamic offense because they actually have some more shooters
0: yeah no i agree i agree with your point um i think it'll be interesting i i do i don't think like i firmly believe that yeah all seriousness i do think the sixers will win the division but i don't see the nets finishing fourth in this division so no i agree Uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how things shake out um the, the Knicks and Nets play, actually play tonight in a few minutes. Uh, the Raptors and what? Celt- Sixers Celtics. play tomorrow? Raptors,
1: Raptors and Celtics play tonight, and then the Sixers play Saturday. I believe they play Detroit.
0: Okay. So we got some early season divisional matchups. It should be interesting. Uh, but this, this division is going to be an exciting one as the season rolls on. Oh, yeah.
1: Agreed. But just real quick, some things around
0: the league. Uh,
1: Aiton suspended for 25 games.
0: Yeah, it was surprising. Uh, Charles Barkley, I think, said today, he goes, the, the Suns won and the league was so surprised they had to test DeAndre Ayton.
1: <laughs> they were like,
0: hold on a second. The Phoenix can't be winning. It's like in the <laughs> NFL when a kicker has like three touchbacks in one game and then they're like, all right, random drug test. Right, Exactly.
1: It was like when uh when Ray Lewis was still like thirty eight and he was getting like f- like twenty tackles a game, they're like, All right, someone test him. <laughs> but so much yeah.
0: for random drug testing.
1: Yeah, right. Um but what was do you know what the drug was? I didn't even see what the actual
0: drug I, was. I couldn't remember. It was a diuretic. That's all I know. Oh. I think it was probably I think it was the same thing that Robbie Cano did. It was like Toterol or something. I I honestly I don't remember. But ah, I th- okay. it was, some, you know, I don't think it was steroids, but it was also like, people say it was used, it's, it's a drug that's been used to mask steroids, uh, but like, you, you also see DeAndre Aynon, you don't look like the kind of guy that needs steroids. No,
1: he's already, he's naturally uh, big as hell. <laughs> but he is
0: Bahamian, I believe. Um, I was think he's Bahamian. Him? Uh, I'll look it up real quick. He's from one of those islands yeah but where where are you going with that he is well (laughs) where i'm going with that is a lot of the time in baseball it's these dominican guys go one of their dominican doctors and those guys don't always know all the american sports laws and they they Ah. give them a drug that they don't know is tainted or don't know is illegal and it ends up getting you know screwing the guy over allegedly so i'm i could you know, I don't know. I didn't read into where he got his medicine, but it, I wouldn't be surprised. Being the, the Bahamas, another Caribbean country, he might have went to a Caribbean doctor, and that's where his downfall was. Right, right. They just don't know the list of banned drugs,
1: really. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that could and, be. I, I, and
0: I, I, you know, I don't think I'm going out on a limb here, but I'm sure the quality of doctor in Bahamas is not quite that in the United States.
1: Oh yeah, true. That's also true. But uh, real quick, I also want to touch on... So, with the updated odds, as per Bovada, the Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, and Rockets are still the top four in that order. Now, I'm really surprised that the Lakers are still considered the top team, especially after the game against the Clippers. Because... Yeah, I don't know how that's possible. Because the Clippers looked like they always had it in control in that game, and that was without Paul George. So, I don't, I don't understand exactly where the logic behind that is. But after that game, and after the Clippers faced Golden State, the Clippers look, yo, they look unstoppable.
0: Yeah, no, the Clippers look like a machine. And how about, how about this? I saw this earlier. The last game played at Oracle, the Raptors beat the Warriors behind Kawhi Leonard. The first game played at the Chase Center, the Clippers beat the Warriors behind Kawhi Leonard. The, <laughs> dude, the dude is like the guy from the Silver, Surfter, Silver Surfer, Galactus, destroyer of worlds. He's the destroyer of stadium uh, moments. <laughs> He's the destroyer of everything Golden State. <laughs> yes. But D'Angelo Russell with the first 10 points in the Chase Center for the Warriors, I mean... Who would I, who would I expect from that? That was that was pretty
1: cool to watch. Um, yeah, Golden State's gonna need a lot of help, especially with Clay out.
0: Where was you know why is where was Green was was I didn't see Green was he out or
1: no Green played he only had like thirteen points I think. Uh, I guess I watched
0: the str- stretch a game where he just that wasn't in.
1: Yeah, he uh he just didn't look good, and then they interviewed him afterwards, and he was like. Uh, he's like we effing suck. We just need to get better. And it's like, well, Steph had twenty something, I think. Steph had twenty three. Um, D'Lo had twenty. And yeah, Draymond only took six shots. He was three of six. He had eleven points, four rebounds, three assists. That's it. He was a minus thirty five.
0: Oh yeah, I did see that.
1: Yeah. So, but the altogether, the Warriors shot awfully. Like as a team they shot 39%, but like their main people like Dray or uh Steph shot 8 for 20, so 40%. I mean, isn't terrible, but it's not good. He shot 18% from 3. He was 2 of 11. Um Delo shot 37% from the floor. Uh Jordan Poole, who's been like their main uh backup two guard, he shot 15%. He was 2 of 13. Um so it was yeah, it, was not a good shooting day for for Golden State at all, um, especially I mean when you're missing a guy like Clay, like Clay, I mean that's a big time shooter out of the lineup. So it's a uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do with without Clay. But um, the last last team I wanted to touch on was Milwaukee because we we talk about them a few times. As I said, uh, per Bavada, they're the third. Leading team to win the championship uh, in terms of odds. They looked pretty decent against Houston. They ended up beating them by six 117, 111. Um, Giannis had 30, 11, and 13. The rest, uh, all the starters were in double digits. Ilyasova, Pat, Connaughton both had double digits. Uh, DiVincenzo didn't even play. They They looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, they they looked good uh the first game for the Houston Rockets was it. Yeah, you know, we saw some fireworks between uh Russ and and Harden. The the, the, the team is going to go as Giannis as Giannis goes. Um like I said, episode, last episode, he has a, the potential to be the best player of all time with the right. physical tools that he has been blessed with. Oh yeah. The guy can be an unreal player. Can they, you know, he can average a triple double for a season and not like Russell Westbrook where he was stat padding. Like right. he could actually do it the right way. And he fouled um, out that game too. Yeah. But the bucks I mean, the Bucks need to improve on some shooting. Um, the Lopez brothers need to, you know, play a little better. But... Uh, they got what they needed. They got the win. Uh, it's an impressive win for them. And it's they're going to be a team that's going to be a machine in the regular season. It's going to come down to the postseason. Can they get over the hump? But um, so yep. far, so good.
1: Yeah. For and Milwaukee. I mean, I mean that that was with Middleton only shooting 4 of 16. Uh, Bledsoe only played 16 minutes and shot 4 of 12. Um, and like I said, Giannis fouled out. He played 28 minutes and had 30, 13, and 11. So, um, yeah, he's this team's gonna be good again like we we expected it it's not like this is a surprise that they're good um but uh as far as houston goes they didn't i mean they looked pretty good james harden had a god-awful shooting night he only shot two for 13 um but he had he still had 19 points 14 assists and seven rebounds um and then on top of that, Russ had twenty four points, sixteen rebounds, and seven assists. Uh, the 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 issue with Houston is going to be they have to get the rest of the players up to speed. I mean, yeah. Eric Gordon shot four for nineteen. Um, if especially if James Harden is going to shoot two for thirteen, someone else has got to pick the slack up. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Houston gels and molds as the as the year goes on.
0: Exactly, and it's game one. Let's not let's not be a overreaction Friday here, but oh yeah, a lot, a lot of things to like and a lot of things the teams need to work on, but it'll be a good season nonetheless. Agreed. Can't wait to see more this season. I
1: definitely gotta check out uh, Knicks and Nets tonight as well as Raptors Celtics, and I gotta see if uh, Joel Embiid still has uh, uh, space in Drummond's head on Saturday. So that'll be fun to watch. But that's it here for us at the Atlantic Files, the number one podcast for the best division in the NBA. Make sure you guys check out basketballsocietyonline.com. A lot of uh, exciting things coming on our site and on our social media, so make sure you check all of that out. Also, make sure you check out the other podcasts on the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.